Welcome to the Home and Family Culture Podcast, helping families uncover their collective vision, values, and traditions for greater unity and success in the home. I'm your host, Jody Chafee, and in this episode, I'll be talking with Ashley Logston, the creator of MamaSaysNamaste.com. Ashley has several resources available on her site, including a blog and podcast, and coaching and other products and and resources. So be sure to click the link in my show notes where you can download Ashley's free packet for understanding personality styles. You can find my show notes at www.homeandfamilyculture.com. There will also be links to the resources we reference throughout the interview. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Remember to like, subscribe, share, and rate, and comment from your favorite platform, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or social media. Thank you so much for listening. takes families from surviving to thriving by helping them uncover how the uniqueness in each of us strengthens all of us. She guides parents through identifying their strengths and also their triggers to live with intention and not simply reaction to the chaos and an ever-growing family. Ashley and her husband, three unschooling daughters and dog, are RVing the United States full-time They focus on authenticity, awareness, and embracing love in the present moment. I love that. Thank you. So I love this idea of living in intention and not simply in reaction. That is so good. (laughs) I'm working through the book, The Awakened Family. And um, it's basically, I mean, if... It's about being present and being able to, you know, look at what's going on inside of you when you're having reactions rather than just reacting. You just pause because there's, there's a space between the trigger and your reaction. And that's where you can choose how you react. Yeah. So, um, so explain to me how you, how you see that, how that works in your family from living in intention and not just in reaction. Yes. Uh, so I, like, like you just said, we have, we, we've kind of done a big shift and have done the unconventional family lifestyle of being full-time travelers and being on the road. And what we had experienced is before we left, so we've been on the road for about 11 months now. Wow. And um, before we left, we were you know, in some senses, living the American dream. You know, we yeah. had the, the nice house. We had the three kids, the dog, chickens, not quite a white picket fence, but a chain link fence. <laughs> not bad, though. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and we were at a point where my husband was in real estate. And so we were making a great income. And it was, okay, do we do what you're supposed to do? Do we go and we get a bigger house? We were living in 1450 square feet. You know, it must be time to upgrade. Well, 
we started just thinking about that and how quickly um, we can get sucked into simply reacting to all of the demands that are always out there. And so Nathan and I went for our 10th anniversary, we went to, uh, we flew to Mexico and did a whole getaway deal. And while we were there, I read a book called The Firestarter Sessions by uh-huh. Danielle Laporte. And one of the questions in the book was talking about what is your goal, but then it went deeper and it said, what is the feeling behind that goal? Yeah. And that's when we started to talk about our dreams of traveling. And then we looked at, you know, well, what is the, why do we want to travel? Well, it's that feeling of awe of that, oh my gosh, you just stop, you're stopping everything and you're looking at what's going on right then and there. You're truly experiencing something because it's that, it's the novelty of it. It's the newness. And so that's when we kind of made a decision, okay, how are we going to add more travel because we want to do this, but also let's think about awe and how can we add that into our daily lives? It doesn't just mean that we have to run away to Cancun. It could mean that we focus and we take a moment to be intentional about being aware of the present moment, no matter where we are. So whether that's in the backyard blowing bubbles with our daughters or, um, or planning a big trip or anywhere in between. I love that. Where we started that whole process and we started to see, started to look at how are we setting our intentions for what we want our family to look like. And we can quickly, especially when you have small children in the house, yeah. uh, you have a lot of demanding little people and yeah. they all need you and it's legitimate. And, you know, I mean, you can't say, no, you need to fend for yourself when you have a, you know, a crying infant. Yeah. They, they are very demanding. And so what can happen is all we're doing is just reacting to every demand and, and yeah. life is running us instead of us creating the life that we want. I love that you said that it was about having the goals and behind the goals is that feeling, but then that you don't necessarily have to wait till you reach right. your goals to establish that feeling. You can start creating that feeling today mm-hmm. with, with how you react, how you, what your intentions are and how you want the feeling in your home to be. I love that. So let's, can you explain to us how understanding each other's personalities and our uniqueness helps with that feeling that, that you want to get in your family and in your home? Oh, definitely. So the way that I have my, uh, that, that I do all of my coaching and kind of the foundation for everything that I've done in Mama Says Namaste is helping, if, if you go back to even the definition of Namaste, mm-hmm. being, you know, the peace, the calm, the kindness within my soul, you know, recognize, appreciates, and adores the peace, the calm, that, that kindness inside of your soul. So uh-huh. it's, it's really looking at that deep part within me respects and honors that deep part within you. So what is that deep part within me? So I created the, I've, I've used disc personality styles a lot in the corporate setting, just in, in another business that I run with my father. And, um, I've used it a lot of times, yeah, for teams and leadership and everything else. So when I brought it over to families, I wanted to kind of shift the wording this isn't mm-hmm. just you need a disc personality profile, but how could I make it so that it is a, um, how could I make it so that it really fits and makes sense to families? Well, well and I think that it's really interesting if I can cut in for just a second, yeah. that, that 
there is this emphasis on corporate culture and corporate goals and personalities and, 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 and that, how you work to, well together and things like that. But that so few people try to translate that over into families, which is like the ultimate organization. Right. And, and it's like, that's great that you want to take that and translate it over into families because it does translate. It, sh- it definitely does. So. Right. And that's, and that's where I, um, I just put up a quote that is on my coaching page that, that talks about this because so people kind of cringe at that. Well, so I put on there, it's a quote by John Maxwell that says, if you don't say, if you say you don't have the resources to invest in yourself, you have a scarcity problem. You Mm -hmm. don't have an income problem. You have a thinking problem. Mm -hmm. I don't believe enough in myself to invest in me. And you can take that same thing and go even beyond not just me, but my family. So it is important to do that. And so what do we invest in with our families? Family portraits. We do a family portrait. We'll spend the money for doing that to get that perfect Christmas shot. And so I kind of rephrase the profiles to be, this is a shot. This is a family portrait of the deeper side. Like when we are taking a family portrait, what we're doing is we're wanting to pull out um, we're wanting to, you know, be in our best light, have the best angle, all complement one another. Mm-hmm. Well, the family portrait and why I love learning about the personality styles is this is this raises awareness to what are your strengths, what motivates yeah. you, what triggers reactive behavior, so that you really can shine in your best light. So what I'm doing is I'm doing a deeper portrait of where not only how you can shine in your best light and present your best self, but also how you can compliment and motivate and encourage the other ones in your family so that the uniqueness in each of us really does strengthen all of us. And you are one cohesive family culture. I love that. And I love that you talk about starting with yourself, that you have to, you really have to set the example, but also just, even just if you're discovering yourself, it almost automatically translates that Mm -hmm. your kids see what you're doing. Your family sees what you're doing and they, they, it automatically becomes part of your family culture in a way right. when it's you, it's not you standing over your kids going, I think you should, you guys should do this. I think you guys should do that. Then you're only focusing on the the behavior and the goal and the, you know, what is on the outside rather than going deeper and trying to figure out the goals and the real beliefs and the feelings that you're trying to establish. Cause if you and don't I, have that feelings yourself, how can you imprint them onto your children? Right. And I think that that, I mean, that kind of goes to that whole, you don't want the Band-Aid approach. Yeah. So I tend to be, I tend to be very holistic in, in all ways. And, you know, I believe very much in mind, body, soul. And just in yeah. listening to your podcast, I know you're along the same lines as yeah. that. Don't just cut up the top of the iceberg. You got to go deep and figure exactly. out what's underneath. Yeah, exactly. And so that's where, that's where the profiles has really helped in um, understanding the personality styles has really helped and why we use it as the foundation because the big thing that I have gleaned from just a simple assessment, it does not define you. It is not your label that this is the way it has to be, but it opens up awareness as to what may be a potential trigger for you. Uh-huh. And so instead of just, um, for example, you have a, a teenager who is who maybe has been a very supportive, sensitive, caring, compassionate kid. And um, they're somebody who is maybe a little bit more introverted and they are super sweet and kind. And all of a sudden, they don't care about anything. Mm -hmm. Their room is a mess. They um, just kind of have this like checked out attitude and, um, and this 
a normally caring child is now just completely withdrawn. And mm-hmm. you look at it and you say, you know, well, she's being a lazy teen. Why is mm-hmm. she being so lazy? Why is she being, why is she um, being defiant and um, just ignoring me? Right. And so you look at that and you want to attack that issue. But in understanding personality styles, those, those strengths that I said, the, the supportive and compassionate and uh, great listener and organizer, team player, all of those things, those are strengths. But when their greatest fear, which is loss of security, is triggered, mm-hmm. what happens is there, there is not a desire to confront, it's to shut down. Mm-hmm. And so you have somebody who then becomes apathetic and indifferent and just wants to veg in front of the TV, does, isn't motivated, not highly driven, wants to sleep all the time. And those are all just, those are all just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't go to that deeper issue. But if you recognize that and you know, wait a second, okay, now my normally engaged kid is retreating. Where are they feeling insecurity? Well, they're 13 yeah. years old. They're going into high school. They're going through puberty and they have so many changes going on and they're navigating through all of this. Where is their security? Maybe I need to affirm that. And so all of a sudden it's not you. Why don't you clean your room? It's let's take some time to, and why don't you go for a walk with me and yeah. we go for a walk and we have this non-confrontational side by side have an opportunity to connect And pretty quickly, the room is no big deal anymore. And most times then the room gets cleaned up. Yeah, that connection. That connection is so Mm -hmm. crucial that they need to uh, be seen and heard. I think that that's... And helping them, if you know what their personalities are, what what their triggers are, what their mm-hmm. what what their interests are, or whatever, then you can connect a whole lot easier. But you just it have to take that time to connect right. them and slow down. Right, <laughs> so crucial and crucial. I uh, I just read this book called Crucial Conversations. Oh yes, it's like that where it's like if you if you want to have a conversation. If they don't feel safe, then they either re- go into silence or violence. Right, mm-hmm. and. And so you need to reestablish safety in your, in your conversation. And I think that that's a huge part of that connection is being able to figure out how to resolve whatever it is that's ca- causing them to either fall into silence or violence or yes. like type of a, of a. Very much so. And it's amazing how many of the things can be related back to the personality styles because yeah. You know, even with that, because different personality styles are going to react differently to the same situation. Yeah. And so, yeah, the more that you, I mean, that you can understand these, and we've got the five love languages, we have the different types of personality styles. There's a lot of ways. I was going to say, there's a lot of ways. Like I just um, learned about uh, a couple years ago, I learned about energy profiling. Oh, uh so that one's, I, that one has been really interesting and really good. Like my, Uh my parents went through it and my dad is a type one upward energy that's like always really social. And my mom's a type two, which is downward, which is exactly the opposite. Uh-huh. And so they're like, oh, that's why you get on my nerves all the time. I get it now. <laughs> no, my parents love each other a yeah. lot, but, but it just helped them to understand. It does. It helps you when you can understand that, that something about each other and right. understand what makes you tick and be like, and so now my mom is like, I get it now. And this is why you have this need to socialize or, mm-hmm. you know, and she can, she can, uh, you know, she's more open to be like, okay, I can honor that need that you have to do right. this. And he says, I can honor the need that you have to, you know, whatever it is that they understand that it's just the way, the way that right. they think. Right. And I'm just allowing that grace and compassion for yeah. space is so big. 
Totally. And when you translate that over to, to your kids, that's, you know, you can understand um, how to, how to connect with them with that, that compassion, that grace, Uh because you're like, Oh, I get it now. I understand what it is that your need is. Like if it's a kid that's a, has a forward, you know, and lots of energy and, and you just go, well, maybe this, they need something as an outlet for that energy and understanding how it works. Right. So let's see, how does your work help families cultivate their identity and purpose as a family? Oh man, it, I think that sometimes it's, it can be hard when you're in the thick of it to really get out of it. And mm-hmm. that's, where, that's where I see the importance of being able to invest in yourself, invest in your mm-hmm. family. Because when you take that time and when you do an investment, whether that is just committing your time or, I mean, you think about a financial investment when I've done, um, when I've done the corporate world and we've done the coaching and everything we talk about, don't, don't coach for free. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean you have to put a dollar sign over everything, but when there is an exchange of energy yeah. in some form or fashion, people are more invested in the process and yeah. they pay more attention. You know, you're quick. Yeah. To, people are quick to be no shows for freebies. <laughs> but yeah. When they've paid, they typically show up. And mm-hmm. so, um, so when you have somebody that is an outside um, buffer to be able to not just say, okay, so, you know, this is what's going on. This is what's going on and be able to kind of take the emotion out of it and to be able to just kind of lay out and see what, and, and affirm one another and validate one another, but then also just be an accountability and a check-in when you know, you've got that, you, you know, you're going to have to check in and say where yeah. you're at. It really helps to, um, it just, it, it helps for all of us. We need community. We need support. Yeah. We need to know somebody's on our side and somebody is there to help us and work with us. And, and we're way more driven when we feel like we've got we've got that affirmation and, and that yeah. support from someone else. Yeah. So that's definitely, um, it's definitely helped families just to kind of take a step back and maybe sometimes for the first time be think about, wait, what do I really want this family to be? Because yeah. if I haven't identified what I want family to be, how can I actually get there? Yeah. Yeah. So often we don't, we just react, no. we go about our day, we're in the thick of it and we don't ever think about, well, wait a second. I mean, is this really what I wanted my family to be all about? Yeah. And I think that that's so crucial. I just had this thought before our interview, when I was thinking about it, that there's so many resources or messages like on social media that are just like, you have a family, you're crazy. Your life is crazy. Your children are crazy. Yes. You are crazy. And, and all, the, all of the sources are just like a consolation or like a coping mechanism or an outlet uh-huh. to deal with the craziness and, and the frustration and the loneliness. And it's like, it's all this message of, well, at least, at least you right. have each other. At least you're not alone. At least, at know, least they'll grow up and go out of the house and yeah, you'll get a chance. Yeah. At least you can send them yeah. off to school during the day. At least exactly. you have your wine and your coffee. At least you have, you know, you know what I mean? And it's just like, there's not like a lot of messages that are like, this actually has a purpose. And this right. actually you is a mission. And it is like, you know, your families are here to be cultivated and to help you each other to learn and to grow. And and that it's not just like a hobby or something that you can talk about with your friends or, or complain about or, <laughs> or whatever, but that it's something that it's like 
trying to pull you out of yourself and and become more and help your family become more and help the world. I mean, if more families had had a more, you know, that search for what the feeling is that they want in their family, then that fam- that feeling translates to their other interactions in the world. Right. And and I think that it's it's so important. And that's what, you know, that's why I want my message to be is that it's like it's not just a this is not just something that we do because well, we fell into this family thing and so well, I just need to cope with it now. Right. <laughs> We're not just victims of circumstance. We actually have the power to write our own story. So what's your story going to say? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I don't think that very many people when they dreamed, especially all of us ladies that dreamed of wedding bells and walking down the aisle, we did not actually say, Oh man, I just can't wait until I'm covered in baby throw up. It's <laughs> blaring all the time. And I haven't gotten dressed or showered in three days. <laughs> we don't dream of those things. What do we dream of? Why did we get married? What yeah. do we want that relationship to be like? And are we making the decision every day? When I talk yeah. with couples, I say, you know, your wedding day, that was one day of commitment. Mm-hmm. That was day one of your, you know, the your spoken commitment, but that was not, that, that's not the end all be all because yeah. every single day I wake up, I remarry my husband and I make that new commitment to him. I'm going to love you today. Yeah. And I make that commitment to my kids. I'm going to love you today. And how are we going to do that? What are we going to do together? What are we going to, what's my priority? What is our intention? Yeah. And how and those, can we set that as a family and as a team? Yeah. And those intentions and those visions and those goals are what kind of get you through the day-to-day grind and frustrations. I think too, knowing that you have a goal and a purpose, that it helps you to want to slow down and figure out what the problems are rather than mm-hmm. just coming on t- down on your kids when they're frustrating <laughs> and right. wanting to like discipline. It's, right. it doesn't, you know, when you see a problem, it's not just, oh, well, you need discipline. It's, well, let's see what the problem is and how we can kind of course correct and teach a principle mm-hmm. or, you know, and reinforce this vision and hope that we have of what we want to be. And we sat down, we actually sat down as a full family and created our family vision. Mm -hmm. So we started out with a big old roll of paper and everybody drew pictures of what they dreamed of and what they thought of when they thought of family Uh and all of those things. And then we boiled it down because of having small children, we boiled it down to six simple words. So explore, respect, listen, connect, learn, and love. And we go back to that time and time again when when we are dealing again, like with behavior where it's not so great for the whole family, then we go back to that. So how are you showing respect for others or for nature or for your things? Mm -hmm. Are you showing, um, are you showing love and compassion? And does that fit in with our vision? Do you want that? Do you want that to, uh, you know, how do you want to, to go forward with your life? How do you want to set the intention? Yeah. You know, and, and my husband, when we, we have three very high energy, very strong willed children. Uh-huh. And um, at one point, I remember crying to my husband about it because um, we went, we were at a, at the home of a house where there was a child that was very compliant and docile and not <laughs> quite as much of a handful as mine. And, um, and, you know, he said, you know, hun, we're raising future leaders. I mean, we have... Yeah. 
we can deal with these in a lot of different ways. And if we see them as the little holy terrors, they can be that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But when we see them as this is a beautiful leader and yeah, they, uh, you know, they're questioning everything, but thank God I have a child that is challenging me and not just taking something exactly as what it says, but actually wanting to learn the why behind it. I want to have children like that. And those are the future leaders that are then able to be a critical thinker and to think a little bit deeper than just being told you have to do this. No questions asked. Yeah. So just kind of shifting the perspective of it and, um, and seeing how even those frustrating moments that we can have, um, there's still something beautiful in it and there's still something we can learn from it. And we do that. It doesn't matter whether it's the child or us, you know, being, quick to being eager to learn, yeah. always remaining teachable and remaining, uh, hum- having humility in it as well. Yeah. We mess up as parents, we lose our temper. We don't have it all perfect. And just because we have the intention to do something doesn't mean that our days don't get away from us sometimes. Yeah. yeah. We're all human. And, um, Brene Brown, my, one of my favorite quotes yeah. that she says is the last thing we need in the midst of our struggle is shame for being human. Yeah. And totally. totally. Yeah. And so, yes, we commiserate. We understand. We relate. Moms, I feel you. I've been there. Yeah. You know, I've been pooped on, thrown up on, spit on. I have been <laughs> everything happened. And there have been those really rough days. And I've had the, the what you call the bad mommy moments. And I've yeah. lost my temper. All of those things happen. But those don't define who I am. And those don't yeah. define my family. Yeah. That's and just they can be they can be learning opportunities and, exactly. and times when you can connect and try and resolve conflicts or right. yeah totally right and Love when that. if we're willing to actually get down to our children's level and admit when we are wrong yeah that gives them the same opportunity to do the same yeah because um, that's the remedy for shame is empathy and compassion yeah mm-hmm. so it's and when you're open yourself up for the compassion then mm-hmm. you're, I've, that becomes your your fallback <laughs> mm-hmm. you know rather than the shame right, right. i like that that's awesome. Awesome. Ashley, thank you so much. How can yeah. our how can our visitors, our guests find you one last time? Well, I have a special thing for your guests. Since yes. we have not done uh since uh we didn't go into the the logistics of the personality styles, I yeah. have a freebie <laughs> to give you guys. So if you go to mama says namaste.com forward slash culture or family culture, I'm sorry, forward slash family culture then what I will do is I will have on there disc quick tips for families. And it's going to be a quick little ebook that will give you information. And I'll also have a link over there to my podcast. Since you guys are all fellow podcast listeners, my podcast, the whole first series is all about personality styles. So I'll give you that freebie bonus and send you a link for where you can learn more about the personality styles. And, um, and yeah, I'm so thrilled to have found your podcast and have been able to connect with you. Um, we definitely see a lot of things on the same page. So, um, I'm very excited to have another great podcast to refer to my audience as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ashley, again for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom and experience with us. Be sure to head over to mamasaysnamaste.com and learn more about Ashley. Please also 
go to check out the show notes at www.homeandfamilyculture.com and you'll find the links and references that we mentioned here. I hope you did find value in this episode, and I hope that you'll share the love. Comment, rate, subscribe, follow, and share. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Family Culture Podcast. You can download, rate, and share from iTunes or Stitcher. And you can support me by clicking on the links for my sponsors in my show notes. Again, thank you for listening. I hope you find this resource valuable as you uncover your vision, values, and traditions that enrich your home and family.